Part eighteen of Alador by Henry Newbolt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters fifty two to fifty four. Chapter fifty two of a ship that was full of ladies and lovely knights, and how Ewan and Enya departed with them over sea. Then Ewan looked upon Enya, and in one moment he remembered all her love and her kindness, and pain was mingled with his joy. And his heart was filled with a tumult past bearing, and he groaned aloud and cried, Ah, my beloved, what is this that has come upon us? For here is the land of our desire, and the land of all loveliness and all delectable enchantments, and herein we might have had life enduring. But now I see well that there is no such fortune, for the horn has sounded, and the sound of it has power upon body and blood. And peace is gone from me suddenly, and I can by no means keep me from the fight. For the cause is a right cause, and one that must be ransomed, yea, though all else be given and lost for it. But Enya regarded him out of the depth of her eyes, and she said, Grieve not, dear heart, for how shall that which is given be lost? And as for the life which dureth, that is of the spirit and not of the body, for consider them which were great lovers of old time, how that they are all perished, as in the world transitory, yet their souls dwell not in death nor forgetfulness. And when he heard those words, Ewan's heart was made strong again, and his eyes were lightened, and he saw his life as it were a tale that shall be told. And he turned him about suddenly, for he was aware how there came somewhat from the seaward, and that which came was a ship, going slowly under stress of oars. And Ewan perceived that the ship was builded after the fashion of old time, and her sails were furled upon the yards, and she came by her oarage landward against the wind, and upon her deck stood many goodly persons, and they were all in silk or else in armour richly beseen, and they bore them gently and with a joyful courage. Then Ewan was astonished, and he asked of Enya, Who be these? For I know them not, yet their faces are like faces out of childhood. And Enya answered him, You say not amiss, for these are they which are known of all men, howbeit none hath seen them that is now on live. For yonder by the prow is Helen, fairest of women, and Paris by whom Troy fell. And there is great Achilles that was loved both of maid and of man, and Prince Troilus that had double sorrow in loving of Criseida, and Duke Jason that won the fleece perilous, and Medea that for his sake forsook her father's house, and hard by them is Sigurd of the Volsungs, and Brynhild the Queen, for whom he rode the wavering fire. Notwithstanding they came never together, but they were proud lovers until death. And other two queens there are beside Brynhild, and they are Isud and Guinevere, and with Isud haunteth Sir Tristram, which drank with her the cup of sorrow. And with the Lady Guinevere is that Sir Lancelot, that was never matched of earthly knight's hand. Then Ewan looked, and he saw all those which were named, and other beside, and his heart was stirred with the sadness and the glory of them. And he asked again of Enya, Tell me yet more of these lovers and of their renown, for of their loveliness is no need to tell. And Enya spoke again, and she showed him where there stood a lady with a face like a flame of beauty, shining marvellously. 
and she said behold then deirdre that was born to be a death to many and a tale of wonder for ever and with her is nisha son of usnach that loved her greatly for when he saw her the first time there and then he gave her the love that he never gave to living thing to vision or to creature but to herself alone notwithstanding she has a little grave apart and there also is niev that kushalan loved and with three kisses she sent him to his death and there is eileen daughter of louis and bale of the honey-mouth that died for each other upon false tidings of their death and there is nicolette the slave-girl that was by rights the daughter of a king and had twelve princes to her brothers and beside her is her lord that was her lover through all and okasan he was called and count of beaucaire thereafter and they four which haunt apart by two and by two together they are leila and majnun whose love is the song of araby and the mirror of the east and they are valer and hadije that were parted by land and by sea yet at the last they came together by the secret road of dreams so enya made an end of her telling and ewan moved not but continued looking upon the ship and upon them that were therein and his heart rejoiced in those mighty dead and in the grandeur of the dooms that he had heard told of them and the ship came onward and was driven of the oarsmen upon the beach and they called to ewan and enya that they should come aboard so they took hands together and went aboard and they were received joyfully of all those knights and ladies and the ship was thrust strongly out from off the beach and so turned seaward and the sails were hoised upon the masts and the wind filled them roundly and all they that were aboard began to sing and ewan knew not the song which they sang but he perceived that it was a song of the rhymer's making for when he heard it he was mightily comforted and he felt the springs of life leaping up within him and the ship drave onward over foam and furrow and came swiftly upon a coast that was no strange coast for upon it was the high steep of palador and the horn was blown again from the topmost of the city and by seeming that sound was well known of the lovers that were in the ship for when they heard it they smiled and looked kindly upon one another as remembering old sorrow long since lightened and they brought ewan and enya to land and kissed them and bade them be of good courage and so to meet with them again for they said how their fellowship was an ever-during fellowship and might never be broken then the ship put off from shore and went slowly to the westward and it was no more seen for it became as it had been a wreath of mist upon the water and ewan and enya climbed the steep together and came into the city and the dusk was falling round them and a great star stood over palador chapter fifty three how ewan and enya came to palador the last time and how the snow fell all night long then they looked upon that star and as they looked they marvelled and were dismayed for a great cloud came up and took the star from them utterly and with the cloud came a wind exceeding cold and bitter and they perceived how that in one hour the year was turned to winter and the wind got hold upon their bones and shrunk them and their hearts were sick with silence and foreboding then the wind fell again suddenly 
and the snow began to come thickly down the air and it came upon their faces now driving and now feathering in manner as the wind was still or gusty so they bent down their heads and went through the city at speed devising whither they should go and of whom they should seek counsel and as they went they met one which passed them by yet by seeming he knew them as he passed and he stayed and turned him about upon the street and he called to them not but he made haste and followed after them and when he was come near he looked about him warily and came nearer yet and ewan peered at him through the darkness and the snow falling and he perceived that he was dennis that had been friend and fellow to him and for all the pains and curses that were against him ewan misdoubted not of his faith and as he trusted so it was for dennis took him and pressed his hand and he pressed it strongly in token of friendship but he spoke no word then ewan thought on danger and remembered him of his enemies and he bade dennis go before in a manner of one that had no knowledge of any beside himself and so bring them to some place where they might speak together and dennis went quickly before and brought them into enya's own house that was long time deserted and out of mind of all men and when they were come there they entered in full silently for they spoke no word and their feet were dumb with snow and they climbed the stairs groping and came into the upper chamber that was enya's and made fast the door and they darkened the window and kindled a little fire upon the hearth and the fire took hold and grew and they had joy of it for in a fire there will be comfort against misery as in a thing that hath life and fellowship then they began to speak together and ewan asked of dennis what should be the meaning of the horn which he had heard blowing and thereat dennis was astonished as one that understands not what is asked of him and at the last he said to ewan whence are you come hither and by what error deceived for there has no horn been blown in palador this year then he said again it is a marvel for the blowing of the horn is for to-morrow and it is agreed among us that at the sound of it the eagles shall draw together and make war against them of the tower then said ewan so be it and good end thereto yet without doubt i heard the horn and for that sake only did i come hither and enya said i also heard it and no marvel for there is a hearing of the spirit and many times one friend may perceive another's counsel and as well far as near and as well before as after and to that dennis gave assent for he had heard the same of certain others and he told ewan and enya of the counsel of the eagles for their purpose was to bring in hubert and all other banished men and they would have no more such banishing henceforth but all to live and let live and they devised to go upon their enemies by two ways and so come against them unaware and namely that one party should take the gate and the other party the great hall for that hall was the chief place of the city where was ever the concourse and the government and there should be their stronghold and the blowing of the horn and at the sound of the horn should come hubert and his before the gate and so to break in with force and though their emprise was hazardous yet they looked to achieve it seeing that the prince of palador was suddenly departed out of this life without survivors to inherit him and by likelihood the great ones would be in confusion 
so all these counsels dennis showed unto ywain and enya and it was long before he made an end of speaking and when he had made an end they three sat silent looking upon the fire and the logs crumbled upon the hearth and the fire began to fail and ywain rose up and unbarred the window to behold the night and the snow fell without ceasing and it lay in a great crust upon the sill then ywain sighed and shut to the window for he was aweary of the darkness and he took wood and kindled the fire again blowing upon the ashes with his breath and they three outwore the night together speaking of old things and things to come and watching for the dawn chapter fifty four how the horn was given into ewan's hand and how he sounded thereon a mort royal and when it began to lighten towards dawn then they went forth out of the house and made to go by the way of the market-place and the snow had ceased from falling and it lay upon the ground before them deep and white for it was as yet untrodden so they drew their cloaks about their faces and went quickly to the intent that they should be known of none and at the first there was no living soul that met with them but afterward they had sight of three or four which came towards them and by seeming they were the servants of some great one accompanying with their master homeward and ywain saw the lord of those men coming behind them and he knew him well for all that he was enwrapped against the cold and they drew near to pass by one another for there was no avoidance and the lord gave ywain greeting and would have stayed him but ywain muttered somewhat and so passed on and enya and dennis with him and in truth this was sir reynold that was ever busy against other and more especially against the eagles and when he saw ywain though he saw not his face yet he misdoubted him who he was and ywain looked after him as he went and he saw how he stood staring upon the footprints in the snow and when he had considered them he followed them backwardly that he might find the house from whence they had set forth then ywain turned him to dennis and he said what now for we must make short work and dennis stayed not but ran quickly towards the great hall and ywain and enya followed after him and with a key dennis opened the door of the hall and they three entered in and there was no man within but upon the wall was a great horn hanging and dennis took down the horn from the wall and gave it into ywain's hand but ywain said how shall i blow for war that i know but the hunter's notes for belike you have another manner for war or else you are agreed among yourselves and dennis answered him not so but the sounding of the horn is enough and no matter the music for this is an ancient horn and a magical and there is none among us that is able to sound it save hubert only but it may be that you also are able for there was a power upon you from the beginning then ywain went forth and stood before the door and looked out over the city and he saw it as a town of fairy for it was new and soft with snow and he set the horn to his mouth and blew therein with all his strength and the note that he sounded was a mort royal for he said within himself god willing we have hunted an evil thing to death and the sound of the horn blared out and went wide upon the air and it came loudly into all the quarters of the city and into every street and every house and there was no man in palador that heard it not 
and they which heard it were awoke out of sleep, and the most of them groaned and turned them to their sleep again. But upon others came fear and hatred, and they got them quickly to their armour, and the eagles also heard it and were glad, and they did on their swords which they kept in hiding, and issued forth to go upon their enemies. But Ewan stood upon the head of the steps that were before the hall, and he looked out over the city, and saw no man stirring, nor he heard no sound of feet. And fear came upon him, and loneliness, and he thought upon Enya, and said to her, O oh, my beloved, I have brought you to your death. And she answered him proudly, Nay, not yet, for you have sounded but once, and there are many faithful. Then Ewan took the horn, and blew it the second time, and all they which were his began to run towards the place where he was, and they ran quickly, as men that thought not on danger, for joy that the time was come, and Ewan saw them, how they came running, and his heart was uplifted with their joy and their fellowship, and his blood within him became like wine, and he set the horn to his mouth, and blew it yet a third time, louder than before, and the sound of it smote the walls of Palador, and the gates and the towers and the houses great and little, and all the whole city rang therewith, and the air trembled, and the sky was filled with echoes. Then the desire of battle came upon the eagles, and they ran together to Ewan, and thronged upon the steps before him, and they lifted up their swords, and shouted as it were one man, and the noise of their shouting went up mightily, and was mingled with the echoes of the horn. End of part eighteen.